1: It's, it's the best feeling. You want to try it again? Oh, the enthusiasm is so tremendous. All right, let's just try the last part. Mm. Doesn't that taste so good? So the first form of pranayama that we're going to practice is called ujjayi pranayama. Jai means victorious, u means up, prana is the energy of breathing, and ayama is to unrestrain. So we're stretching victoriously all the threads of the breath to unrestrain the prana, to uncondition the prana to set your nervous system back at factory settings when you were born. Tabula rasa. So, we're ayamaing the prana. So we're taking prana, which is not actually your breathing, it's the energy of your breathing, and we're unrestraining it. So, the energy of your breathing, whether it's inhaling or exhaling or everything in between, is very conditioned. It's conditioned by your sung scars, which is actually where you get the English word scar. So it's conditioned by all your scars. Scars of your gender, your culture, the scars of Stephen Harper, <laughs> scars of your childhood, all of your injuries, the Keystone XL pipeline. <laughs> or is that a pipeline? I can't remember. Anyways, so all these scars... Uh, can be found inside of your breathing. So when you practice pranayama, you become a connoisseur of breathing, the way people can become connoisseurs of wine. And you take such interest in your breathing that the first thing you notice is that in the energy of your breathing, there are all kinds of grooves, habits, patterns, emotions, really ancient ideas that you forgot, images, little films of your past, all inside the breath, your nervous system, your immune system. And so we we become connoisseurs of the breath to start using the practice to comb through all the layers of the prana. Does this make sense? And in doing so, you get ayama, which means the unrestrained prana, which is basically, as we were just chanting, the nature of the universe. We'll get to that maybe next week. Today we'll do a little technique. Next, year, next week we'll do nature of the universe. Oh, it's your week, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to write that in. Nature of the universe. Third week we'll do God. Fourth week we'll do death. <laughs> okay. Um, when we're practicing Ujjayi Pranayama, we're inhaling and exhaling through the nose with tone... In the glottis, at the center of the vocal diaphragm. So it's just like when you're whispering. When you whisper, you're your vocal diaphragm. So when I'm practicing Ujjayi Pranayama, I'm closing my mouth and I'm breathing through the nose so that I can hear the aspirant breath. Most of you have heard of this before. So I'll just demonstrate. Really exciting. So I'm stretching the length of my breath so that it's moderate length and the inhale and exhale are the same length. And then I'm engaging my vocal cords so I can hear the sound of the breath. Just enough sound, just enough sound that I can take my attention to it. But you don't need to make... Could you hear my breath? No. So you don't need to make your breath loud enough for anyone to hear just enough tone that your sinuses amplify the breath to the inner ear and it feels really, really good. Okay? So the throat is totally at ease. All right? Can we try it together? So sit comfortably. (coughs) And we can do this actually with our eyes closed. So the nose is over the navel, the eyelids shut from the top to the bottom, and then you're going to inhale and exhale, and then you're going to tone your vocal cords. So that as the breath passes through the vocal cords, you can hear the sound of your breathing. And then you're gonna yoke your attention span, chitta, to the actual sound of the breath. The rib cage receives the pattern of the movement of the breath, and the mind, instead of wandering off into great distances, ringed with good ideas, comes all the way back to the sound of the breath. So actually the deep practice is listening and feeling. Okay. Now, when you inhale and exhale, and you can hear the sound of the breath, you're taking your attention and you're bonding it, which is where we get the word bandha, you're bonding it to the sound of breathing and simultaneously to the feeling of breathing. Okay? And then, in order to continue jayapraniyama, Pranayama, you have to take the root of your tongue. Do you know where that is? If you haven't eaten dinner, you can try this. It's just oh. uh-huh. far back as you can reach. And um, you're going to drop it and widen it so that the tongue releases from the root forwards to the tip. And the way you do this is by smiling. Not very popular uh, in this part of town. <laughs> if you go to Hazleton Lanes, everybody's smiling. <laughs> Around here.
0: For what, what's that? For artificial reasons. Well,
1: you never know. <coughs> Whenever I'm near Whole Foods, I smile. Okay, so when you smile, or if you chant the sound om, you can do the same thing. So if you go mmm that when the corners of your lips lift then the center at the root of your tongue drops and widens. Can you feel this? Mm -hmm. When you smile, the root of your tongue takes the same shape. And you'll feel the lower jaw release. So that you have the same lips as Ganesh. Now close your eyes. And keeping this soft smile in the lips and the root of the tongue dropped, which is basically just dropping the language function, now introduce the inhale and the exhale. Let the eyes close softly. Yoke your attention to the breathing. And now maintaining this soft smile, notice two things. Notice how you can use this soft smile to keep the tongue at ease, even when you exhale. And notice how as soon as you get distracted, the first thing that disappears is the smile. Okay, good. I'm going to add a little more and then we'll see if there's any questions. Unless there's a burning question right now. Because some, some of the more tech, if we add a little more technique, it might answer your questions. Yes?
0: Are you supposed to feel your tongue on your What's that? Are you supposed to feel your tongue like, touching your throat?
1: The tip of your tongue?
0: No, the base.
1: Touching your throat? Well the base of your tongue is your throat. You shouldn't close your throat. Is that what you mean? It's just not very comfortable. It's not comfortable. I got it. I'm feeling a little bit restricted. Maybe because I'm not used to practicing it like that, but when you stay widen like, the base of your tongue. Or even when you say drop your tongue. Okay, so if you smile, that'll do all the work. So don't, don't try and drop the root of your no. tongue.
0: So
1: yeah, just smile and it'll happen naturally. And then let me know if that works or not. Yeah. Okay. So then, can we add a little more? So then, if you take your chin, you just lift it a little bit and then you inhale, you'll notice. So you have to be a little bit of a snob to do this. Mm. Imagine you're at Whole Foods. Smile. Just walking around. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so look at those vegan marshmallows for nine fifty. <laughs> okay, so you just you lift your chin, and as you inhale, when you lift your chin, you'll notice if you keep the smile that as the base of the tongue drops. The soft palate lifts. It's really easy to feel when you inhale. It's like you're just about to smell something. And if you just lift your chin a little bit, it's really easy to feel. Does this make sense? So the soft palate, if you don't know, if you take your finger... Try it. Oh, pal, so hard. Ah, you keep going back. Or you can just do it with your tongue.
0: <laughs>
1: and we'll feel your like soft palate. Okay. So, when you're inhaling, you want to feel that the soft palate is lifting. And this is what splits the palate and spreads the roof of the mouth. Which is, a, which is the mirror of what's going to happen in your pelvic floor when you get the breathing right. Okay? So you want to feel that as you inhale, palate splits and the soft palate lifts. And this is called Shambhavi Mudra, if you're taking notes. Shum, which is where you get the term Shanti, means ease. And Bhavi, is bhava which means to be um, and mudra is a gesture or a seal so shambhavi mudra means the the gesture of ease okay and you can feel this actually when your soft palate lifts whenever you go Does anybody do this sometimes? no? Hey, you should try it sometimes some in pranayama so your chin lifts you're inhaling and the soft palatus. It's like, ah. Oh. It's where you get the word ah. Oh. It's from this. Ah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay? So that's called Shambhavi Mudra. And Grant next week is going to be talking a lot about Shambhavi Mudra. Right? Mm-hmm. And the top of Shambhavi Mudra is your pituitary gland which is called Yoni Mudra, which is actually the center line of the whole body. It's right on top of your pelvic floor in in yoga physiology. Okay, so Shambhavi Mudra is the release of the soft palate, so that when you inhale, you're inhaling right up to the pituitary gland, which in the Hatayoi Pradipika is called the Moon. And then when you get the inhale all the way up there, that's called Yoni Mudra, which is what's connected the inhaling pattern to the central axis, perineum to the crown. Does that make sense? Okay, so if you don't release the base of the tongue and the palate, soft palate, when you're doing Ujjayi Pranayama, your throat's gonna get all tight and your eyes will get all intense and you get competitive. I've I've done this for years, so I'll save you the trouble. So can we try all this together in one shot, and then we'll see if there's any questions? Okay, so let your eyes close softly, so the eyelids come over the eyes, and then the eyeballs themselves actually drop down and towards the cheekbones, And then, we're going to inhale and exhale. And when you inhale, you're gonna follow the inhale up the soft palate, through the sinuses, to the top of the inhale, which is somewhere at the beginning of the forehead. And then when you exhale, you're going to exhale all the way to the end of your exhale, But you're going to keep the tongue quiet, so you're going to keep the smile. So when you inhale, the soft palate begins lifting, and the sinuses sparkle. And then when you exhale, you're going to exhale all the way to the end of your exhale, and you're going to finish the exhale without losing the tongue pattern on your own. listening to the quality of the sound of the breath, stretching the length of the breath. The soft palate is lifting. The base of the tongue widens. And there's a soft Kind smile in the lips and eyes, stretching the acoustic threads of the breath, the acoustic line of the inhale stretches up behind the bridge of the nose, spreading the backs of the eyes, and the exhale is pressed down into the tail where it coils. Let the eyes open. Excellent. Looks good from here. What do you think?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Any questions before we keep going? Are, are we controlling the breath, like making ourselves breathe, or are we just observing? Totally manipulated. <laughs> totally fake. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, after we chant that silence after where everything sort of vibrates. Mm-hmm. I feel like after we do this breath and, and just another pranayama, it, it's, almost, it's almost
2: like an awareness of the breathing that kind of continues even after you stop manipulating the breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's getting really warm. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if that... Yeah. Does that, like I would like to be more aware of my breath without trying so hard. Like the more you practice pranayama, uh-huh. like this,
0: do you think of that? that after period, after that formal practice, that awareness continues and it might. Stretch. Gets better and better.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's all you want to do. It's like roll out of bed, practice pranayama, mm-hmm. roll back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not so good for householder life. But yeah. Hard to get to Whole Foods. It feels so good. You just. It's shum, right? Oh, we didn't chant that. It's Sham. So so it said, yeah, Sham Ritam. So it said that it's the path of Sham. So it feels so good that it actually becomes a path. And the path is called Laya Yoga. Wait, we're not supposed to talk. About that. Next week? <laughs> Which is the yoga of letting go. Maya? Yeah. Like so, sh- so Shambhavi Mudra, that release of the soft palate, that's the physiology of letting go. A lot of people like to talk about letting go, and they're all like analyzing, how do I let go? (laughs) And then they read like Freud for six years, you know. Or you can just take the tongue and the soft palate and just go, but it's active, it's actively letting go. It's called Laya Yoga. Grant's going to go on about this next week. So Shambhavi Mudra is Laya Yoga, which is actually the technique of letting go of form. Do you have a, a question? Yeah. Uh, What's your name again? Nancy. Hi, Nancy. So, look, do you always
0: practice panayama? with your chin slightly raised?
1: No, I just start like that because it's really easy to get this mm-hmm. pattern in the soft palate. And then I'll <laughs> drop my chin to neutral. Yeah. It's just hard
0: to inhale when you're harder.
1: You just want to stretch the throat just a little bit. Just until you feel that it's kind of like when someone smells a flower or you see people do this when they drink sake they just go you know you kind of like it's like being a snob a bit you know?
0: yeah
1: unless you live in France you just keep it up there thank
0: you um, the exit being like more challenging getting to the bottom of the exhale,
1: yeah. uh, are, we, are we practicing like mula Bandha a little bit, like like lifting the pelvic floor if, it's, if it is getting challenging? like Do you want us to draw the needle no. in and out? No. So at the end of your exhale, if it's challenging, you can measure it by what's happening in your tongue. So if you can't keep your tongue at ease at the end of your exhale, you're trying too hard. Don't go so deep. Just exhale but if you're pushing your exhale to the very end or tightening anything at the end of your exhale, then your tongue will get in, get tight. So you want to keep this feeling at the end of your exhale. Which takes us to the next subject of our curriculum. Unless there are more questions. Please ask questions. This is a workshop. so And we're going to go much quicker so it's really good every technique we use is going to have Ujjayi Pranayama in it Sam just the subtlety of the head so as soon as you get into
0: the position to do that there's a raising
1: of just to start out so maybe the first few breaths I'll just lift the chin a little until I can feel that sense of the soft palate lifting and then I'll bring it back to neutral
0: The
1: gaze. it's like you're just about to yawn it's like what did I sign up for <laughs> that's the feeling you want but just before you yawn you don't want to start yawning just, yeah. the gaze, the gaze. Where,
0: where is the gaze directed?
1: well right now just eyelids closed and the feeling of your eyeballs dropping so that when you're inhaling, your eyeballs are not lifting. So if your eyes were open, you'd be looking forward about five feet, but your eyelids are closed. One last
0: thing. Your belly's just hanging.
1: Just let her hang out there. We don't have we should bring Ganesh. Do you have a Ganesh at home? I have a teeny one. A teeny one? Do you know who Ganesh is? Yeah,
0: you just explained
1: it. That would be at. Oh my god. Have you ever seen Ganesh's belly? <laughs> He's that elephant with the broken tusk. Have You ever been to Taroni? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying let it
0: hang out there. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: your belly is totally loose, but it's not distended, it's, it's relaxed. But the area under your belly is gonna be very firm and we're gonna get to that really soon. Yes? Well, I was
0: gonna add the addition of the smiling yeah the, the subtle smile mm-hmm. for me I'm, I'm not sure whether the purpose is the physiological like response in the tongue to flatten it, mm-hmm. but I found that just the the action of having a subtle smile had a tremendous relaxing effect on mm-hmm. the rest of my face. yeah mm. and I felt like mm. following the path of the inhale and the exhale is a lot more pleasurable than how I've been practicing the job
1: most people usually get one or the other they either get the pleasure of the smile or the pleasure of the soft palate and we need both right so we need the smiling of the root of the tongue and we need the soft palate lifting otherwise it's not a jayapraniam mm-hmm. it's nervous system freak out
0: mm-hmm.
1: workout or something fry, frying your nervous system mm-hmm. very popular Yes.
0: I feel that in other schools of have uh, you know, been taught to make more of a sound, Uh uh-huh. almost like an ocean breath or Vader yeah. breath. Yes. Yeah. But with this, like, is it? It's still audible to myself. Yeah. So that's the sound. It's more, but it's mm-hmm. not too. Well, Lana thing.
1: might hear it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But, but like, uh, well, not even that far. Karina probably won't hear it. Probably, if you could project the sound as far as Carmen, then your throat is all tight. Okay. So is your tongue. Okay. Yeah. okay. Let's stand up and stretch. Are we doing okay? Yeah. It's good. Maybe. Uh, what are we doing? Tama and Alfonso. Or do you think we should go straight into the LOMA and then do PLOMA and PLOMA?
2: Can we do it with the technique? Yeah.
1: First do PLOMA and PLOMA?
2: I think describing it with the technique. OK. how to
1: see. You sit down and you take four fingers below your navel. Four fingers below your navel. This is the precise measurement. And then you go out to your bikini line. There are two buttons here. And these are called Uddiyana banda but around here we call them your psoas nostrils. So these, this is where you're going to inhale, is from here. So one way of keeping the soft palate lifting is when you inhale, you don't keep your attention in your nostrils, you keep your attention in your psoas nostrils. Don't tell anybody about this. Don't ever go to the doctor when you're sick. And I think I'm a little clogged up here in my psoas nostril. Can everybody feel those two points? If you just take two fingers and lightly touch these points. Yeah. So so it's kind of actually, if you bend your, it's actually where your psoas pops out of the groins a little bit. Okay. So these are your psoas nostrils. Kind of gross, no, lower than that, yeah. Four four fingers lower than your navel, yeah. Even a little lower than that, yeah, yeah, that's more like Grant will come and check to make sure. (laughs) Okay, so you have a very soft belly. The only time you should have a tight belly is when you're on the beach in a (laughs) bikini. Otherwise, soft belly and the psoas nostrils are toned. So this line here is toned, which is the transverse abdominus has some tone. And these are your power buttons for yoga. So what we're going to do is, I'll just demonstrate. So make sure you can see. I'm going to take my fingers I'm going to put them into the psoas nostrils. Very light. If you press too hard, you'll plug them up. can't breathe. So very soft. And then I'm going to put a little pressure. And instead of breathing through my nose, I'm going to breathe through my mouth just so you can hear what I'm doing. But actually when we do it, we're going to breathe through the nose. So this is what it's going to be like. Grant and I do this together with helium, <laughs> which is how we get our organs to float. So, nice. um, But seeing that we couldn't get the insurance for that tonight, the nitrous oxide supply was low. So um, we're just going to do this with the power buttons. Okay. Soon this is going to be a popular thing, place for tattooing in the yoga community. It was your sacrum. Everyone has an um on their sacrum. You know on Mac computers, the power button, it's like a C with a line. You get one on each side. Right in your groin. Then you wake up in the morning and you just turn off. And then your navel starts glowing. Ready? Let's try So, close your eyes softly. Bring your fingertips This is called Digital Udhyanabandha. So, inhale. Through your nose, no sound. And exhale. Again. And exhale. On your own. Soft smile, tip of tongue quiet, fingertips quiet. Soft palate lifting through the whole pattern, even on the exhale. Roof of the mouth is radiant, split down the center and spread. hyoid is quiet. Temporal bones lifting off the skull. And finish your exhale. And let the eyes open. Any questions about that? How hard do you press your button on your computer to turn it off? It's not constant
0: pressure,
1: it's just as you breathe It's like you're the Michelin woman. i just to float away. Yes? Yeah. I have a hard time
0: keeping the belly soft.
1: That's OK. As long as you're not tightening your abdominal wall. So if you're tightening your abdominal wall, your respiratory diaphragm can't go anywhere, and then that's too much. So you don't, you don't have to keep it like this, and you don't want to keep it like this. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So technically, your abdominal wall is turned on in places because at the top of your inhale, the psoas, Oh, that takes us right into the next topic. When you inhale, the inhaling pattern is called prana, which means this. So this is why prana and breathing are not the same thing. When you breathe, when you inhale, the air goes like this. Right? But that's not prana, that's your breath. Prana is the opposite. Prana is this pattern. So the air is going this way, but the energy is going this way. Does this make sense? Just try taking a deep inhale. It's like trees do this, right? And then when you exhale, the pattern is like this. And this is called apana. So let's say prana, Prana. apana. And a good image for apana is wringing a towel. When you wring a towel or someone's neck, if you're not a yogi. Usually when I wring someone's neck, it's on an exhale. So prana, apana, okay? So, this is really important for pranayama because pranayama is the practice of bringing together prana and apana. So you'll notice, for example, in the last exhale that it's very, or the last uh, breathing uh, pattern that we did, which is called viloma, that near the top of your inhale, you start getting a bit like this. That's called hyperpranic. That's too much prana. That's We don't want that. Like when I demonstrated, going... That's too much prana. And that tends to keep your mind up in the conceptual realm of ideas. Okay? And what tethers your 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 pranic pattern to the earth is called apana, which is the end of your exhale. Okay? So when you finish your exhale, it finishes somewhere in front of your tailbone. And the best way to feel that is just to cough. (coughs) (coughs) I do this in movie theaters, so I don't want someone to sit beside me. (laughs) Try it again. (coughs) It's very healthy. Okay, do you feel when you exhale and you cough how something in your pelvic floor goes, (coughs) comes together? Yes? No? Okay. That is the end of apana. That's the home of apana. So the home of prana is the center of the heart. When you inhale, it just lights up the chest. And when you exhale, the home of the exhale is the center of your pelvic floor, which is the same sensation as coughing. It's a little bit like Kegel exercises. It's the toning of the PC muscle, which is what connects your uh, pubic bone and your coccyx, your tailbone. Okay? Questions about that? Prana? Prana? Apana. Prana? Apana. So you're mentioning the hyperprana, you don't want to take too much. Yeah. So it's the, is the finishing point of that when you feel the upstairs engaging and everything, it's less in the belly and it's more up here and everything's tightening up and sort of lifting. Yeah. Is that the Well, mechanically, if you feel like your rib cage is starting to lift away from the pelvis, mm-hmm. that's too much prana, hyper prana.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So you want to keep your 12th ribs, these floating ones here, connected to the earthiness of your pelvis. That's apana. So if you can keep that pattern, then when I inhale, I don't go hyper mm-hmm. And the same thing is you can go hyper apana. Which is you exhale and your heart collapses. So when I exhale, I'm keeping the first rib, second rib, and the collarbones all looping up and back. So when I exhale, my lungs are coming away from my ribs. So watch me for a second. I can exhale like this. Or my heart collapses. Or I can exhale like this, where the lungs are coming off the ribs, so the rib cage is not moving with the lungs. So that's how you don't go hyperaponic. You keep some of that chronic pattern in the chest. Do you want to try? So let your eyes close. Let the eyeballs drop. Bring your fingertips into the psoas nostrils. And now you're going to do that pattern of inhaling as you press on the nostrils, on the buttons, as many times as you want. But as soon as your lower ribs start floating up, you've probably gone too far. So don't go to your max. On your own. The eyes are perfectly still. And when you exhale, the top ribs and the collarbones don't drop. The lungs come away from them. So you want to feel the lightness of the chest when you exhale. But you want to stay connected to the earth when you inhale. finish your exhale and then let your eyes open. Any questions, comments, insights? Between the inhale and exhale is as little gap as possible? There's a pause. No, there's a, a nice pause. pause. And, then, yeah. and that pause is a really good place to feel Shambhavi Mudra. Yeah. Inhale and then, and then pause. Yeah. But don't get carried away. So if you get carried away, then you go hyperchronic. and that's what most people do. The top of the inhale is where we have imaginings. <coughs> it's the imaginal realm, bachelor are Just top of the inhale, people want to get spacey. Yeah. So if you teach to, if you teach your students the top of your inhale a lot, you lose them. They all move to Salt Spring Island. <laughs> And they get all spacey. Start wearing white. <laughs> so, when you exhale, you want to finish the end of your exhale, but you want to keep that pattern, that seed of the exhale, when you're inhaling. So, it's almost like the inhale comes in through the perineum, then through psoads and nostrils. So, you're inhaling through the seed of the exhale. So that when you inhale, it's earthy, it's rooted and you don't go hyperpronic. So that means you can enjoy the pause at the top of your inhale, but you enjoy it like this. Not like this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Does
1: that make sense? It's really important. It's the psychological side of the breathing, right? That's why Traditional teachers always teach pranayama focusing on the end of your exhale, not so much focusing on the top of your inhale until you're really grounded. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you that practice. Very eponic, mm-hmm. not pranic at the beginning. Yeah.
0: The inhale, you pulsing, you listen, Yeah. not working towards one full
1: inhale. No, no. Okay. I'm breaking it up. Okay. That's why on your sheet we've, we've written out this order. That's why this is called Viloma Pranayama. Because right. uh, Viloma means to cut the grain. Cut the thread. So um, we're taking the thread of the inhale and we're cutting it. Spaghetti, penne, couscous. You just keep cutting it smaller and, smaller. and as
0: long as it's smaller it doesn't really matter how long one
1: piece is? Or no, because this is called um, visham avriti which means weird ratios.
0: <laughs>
1: and then when you count it and you make it equal it's called samavriti which we're going to do next week, I think. Oh, no. Nope. Yep, yep, next week. Samavriti, there it is. <laughs>
0: Does that make sense,
1: Sam? Yes. The intensity?
0: Of the inhale. So the length is irregular. Yeah. the inhale. Yeah. What about the force of
1: the inhale? Same <coughs> ratio. The The force, velocity, feeling, it's all the same in each section. Just the length is different. Yeah. Any other questions?
0: Continue pressing on the exhale.
1: No, no, because it's the power button. And then the exhale, you release. Yeah. Yeah. When you inhale, it's actually if you want to if you want to visualize a pattern, the inhale comes through the perineum. It starts spreading. It comes through the psoas nostril, and then it spreads the back of the diaphragm, like so. comes all the way up. And then it goes through the hasrala, which is a thousand-petaled lotus, which is like a crown. Yes. Uh huh. And so is that because I'm trying too hard, or is it? Uh, you could be distracted. You could be trying too hard. Your nervous system could be shaky. Um, so if you find with your eyes closed that they're just moving around a lot, then you should pick a point 10 feet in front of you and just look at it really quietly with your eyes. Yeah. Try and keep them still. Because as we're starting to release, the soft palate, we're also releasing the suboccipitals. And they can only get released when the eyes get released. When you have gazing. If you're staring too hard or your eyes are moving around, it's all firing back here. And then you get really unhappy. Trust me. I've been there. Just today, in fact. Okay, can we keep going? Any, any other questions? Or Yeah? Do you, do you, do you have a sense of, of the Viloma practice mm. a little bit? Okay, maybe we should just do it one more. Mm. Yeah, we'll do it one more time. And then we'll do some retentions. So, fingertips and psoas nostrils. And especially if you don't like that, don't like that feeling, do it. Try and get a feel for this area. So that when you're inhaling, you're not focusing so much on your nose and your face. But you can feel the inhale coming in and up. Just like a tree. Okay? So. Fingertips in your groins. Eyelids closed. Except for you. Fingertips in the groins, yeah. and then just pick a point in front of you about ten feet. So, on your own, viloma pranayama, keeping the heart buoyant when you exhale, and not overdoing the top of. Your So feel the inhale spreading the lungs sideways, front to back, up and down. The Inhale comes through the seed of the end of the exhale, fills the back of the diaphragm and floats the kidneys like they're filled with helium. The soft palate lifts so high on the inhale that the pituitary gland glows. And as you ring out the end of your exhale, the heart stays bright like Shum. The bliss of letting go, the physiology of release in the palate. And then finish your next exhale and release your fingertips. Stretch your legs if you need to. So we'll do Kumbaka and then we'll Tarakamudra. Okay, sit back straight. Sitting bones. Earthy. Okay. Hands at ease. Center of the palm is hollow, just like your armpits and the roof of your mouth like domes, convexes. Eyelids are closed. Now we're going to put the whole thing together. Inhale, one, two, three. Exhale, one, two, three. Inhale one, two, three. exhale one, two, three. inhale one, two, three, four. exhale one, two, three, four. Inhale along the psoas three four pause exhale one two keep the heart light four inhale one two three four patience exhale one two three, four, pause. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, pause. inhale one, two, three, four. exhale one, two, three, four. pause inhale one, two, three four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Pause and keep the tongue quiet and the tips of the fingers quiet and the eyes still. Inhale, one, two, three, four, leaving the chest bright and exhale one, two, three, four. Stay at the end of your exhale. Try to keep the collarbones floating. And inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale one two three, four, pause, soft smile, inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, Four pause, <coughs> keep the rib cage buoyant, and then inhale one, two, three up to the brim of the shoulders, <coughs> and then exhale one, two, three, four pause. And in the pause, keep the best of the inhale. And then preserving the best of the exhale, inhale. One, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. (coughs) (coughs) inhale one, two, three, four, exhale one, two, three, four, inhale, one, Two, three, four, <coughs> exhale, one, two, three, four, quiet teeth, inhale, one, two, three, four, and exhale. Let the eyes open softly. Hmm. So that practice is called kumbhaka. (coughs) Kumbha is a pot. So when we finish the end of the exhale, we're creating a pot-like shape in the pelvic floor, which just holds our attention. So as you exhale, the chitta, which is your attention span, follows the end of the exhale and it gets held in the pot of your pelvic floor. Psychologically, nobody wants this. People like to be up here at the top of the inhale because it's like summertime. But at the end of your exhale, the pot of the pelvic floor is literally holding your attention span. And your attention span doesn't like to be held in your pelvic floor, (coughs) because this is the core of your body. And this is where most of your emotions and most of the feelings that don't have language are um, held. So you'll probably notice that your attention span will do anything to not stay present at the end of the exhale and there's just par for the course yeah. Yeah. or some people love the end of their exhale and they get so into the sensation of the end of the exhale that they can't keep the prana right they're so into the exhale, they're so obsessed with those feelings at the end of the exhale that the chest collapses and then there's no prana anymore mm-hmm. okay, so you need to keep the top ribs floating, kidneys floating, when you're exhaling, so you don't collapse your heart, go into endless rumination or depression. Okay? Yes? Makes sense? And that point at the end of the exhale is called mulabandha. So when you finish your exhale, <laughs> that's mulabandha. It's the bonding of your attention to the mula, to the root, which is the end of your exhale. Okay. Can we keep going? So now we're going to take those retentions and we're going to make them a little more complicated. If you start coughing, which is very possible, uh, just put your arms up over your head. It really helps for like a minute is so drinking sake
0: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> so the next posture we're going to do which is a finishing posture cooling posture is going to be lying down so um, if we can organize ourselves it's like a big mm-hmm. slumber party and uh, we get to to spread out a little bit so um Maybe it's easiest if we're kind of going perpendicular to the window so that everyone's feet are maybe coming towards the center aisle here. Um, we'll do it to to lie down. Once you are lying down, we're going to inwardly rotate the legs just enough that the big toes can press into each other gently. And we'll bring the palms to face down on the ribs and then from wherever you're lying just make sure that you can see me with the front here and i'm going to demonstrate (laughs) our special effects as you can imagine if i'm lying on the floor right now this we're going to practice a posture called uh taraka mudra Tadaka is a a pond or a reservoir and the, the primary reservoir in this pose is the abdomen bounded by the low ribs and the hip crests. And the secondary palms are the eyes, which are just naturally falling back, this pose. And mudra is a sealing or a pressing. And this is a pose that we get to relish the central axis of the body. And we also connect to the water element of the body. Um, The exhalation pattern, which is governed by apana, this uh, curling in of the breath, is related to the element of water because the uh, exhalation is moving down and contracting and water also tends to fall and settle into the lowest space and just fill up whatever space there is without preference. So this is the way we experience the breath in this pose. So I'm going to demonstrate it for you and then I'll count you through a round or two and then you'll do a few rounds of this on your own. So first you can just watch me. I'll stand in the middle of the room and
1: demonstrate it too
2: so uh, we'll be lying down, we'll take a nice deep inhalation just like we've been working on with the Ujjayi and then as we exhale, we're going to take the breath all the way down until there's a feeling in the pelvic floor. If possible, there's a tiny bit of tone in the PC muscle connecting the pubic bone and the coccyx. And then we're going to stop the breath at the throat. And instead of inhaling, we're going to use the inhalation to draw the level of the abdomen, to draw the pool down towards the spine and slightly upwards under the ribs. So here we let the water level just settle to the lowest point and feel the stillness of the pond in this low zone. We don't hold it too long, it's not overdoing it. We're cooling down. So we briefly pause there and then slowly we let the water level rise back up to the ribs. And then when the water level is up, we do a little. Puff through the nostrils to release tension. And then we inhale smoothly all the way up. And then we'll take a full rest breath. So we'll take a full exhalation all the way down again. an inhalation all the way back up. And then we'll do the posture one more time. Uh, We'll do it a few more times, actually. So I'm going to talk us through two rounds. Are there any questions before we move into this? I'll count you through two rounds, and then you'll do three rounds on your own. Okay? So, let exhaling, and through the lungs, Just let the body be symmetrical as much as possible. Inhaling together, take the breath all the way up, feeling the breath in the back of the lungs, also up to the brain of the collarbones, and then exhaling down, smoothly, keeping the heart open until you reach the very end of the exhalation, pause here, closing the throat, very gently start to draw on an inhalation, the belly down towards the floor, but no air is coming into the lungs, Just so the belly is settling down, and then gently release, feel the level of the water element rise to the ribs, a little puff, and then smoothly inhale all the way back up. And then a rest breath, so as you exhale, experience the full spectrum of this breath cycle. Once you reach the end, just inhale up again, filling front, back, and sides of the ribs evenly. And then exhaling down again, and this time we'll do a second round. So when you reach the very end of the breath, pause, very gently closing the throat, and then drain the pool, take the element of water down towards the spine, slightly upwards. And then slowly feel the water rise, let the belly rise. Gentle puff through the nostrils. And then inhale slowly. To so take a rest breath here. Do three more rounds, just like this. Making sure that the pools of the eyes are still and calm. And that the tongue is still quiet. through the last two. Inhale deeply, bring the lungs up from all directions. Feel the breath turn around into the exhalation. And then follow it down the spine all the way to the floor of the pelvis, ending just in front of the tailbone, pausing the breath in the throat, draw the belly down. It spreads outwards in all directions as it lowers. And then just as gently let it rise back up, fill the pool again. Gentle pop. And then smooth inhalation. Deep, smooth exhalation. from just in front of the tailbone, let the inhalation rise back up the spine. Lifting the soft palate, very top of the breath. And then exhale down. Just a rest breath, feel the end of the exhale. Tethering the start of the inhalation to the pelvic floor. Inhaling through the psoas, nostrils. And with a relaxed neck at the very top of the inhale, we'll exhale together all the way down to the end. We'll take our last pool reservoir. Give them the energy in the pelvic floor, pausing the breath at the level of the pool, release down. Feel the smoothness of the pool when it's at its lowest level. And then gently release the pool back up. Gentle puff through the nostrils. Inhaling smoothly all the way back up. Still feeling the awareness at the bottom of the pelvic floor where the pool was. And then take a deep, smooth breath. And we'll slowly make our way back up to sitting. And roll to your side if you have room to do that. Draw the knees into the chest. week so it's just at the bottom of this page it should not be onerous but it will be very beneficial if you can do this practice every day Um, it should take 15 minutes and that's it a really nice way to end the day actually so the first one is just five minutes of Ujjayi Pranayama, the technique that we started with. And you can use an egg timer or your phone or your iPod or whatever. You have to set it up for five minutes and then set it aside so you're not looking at it. And for the Ujjayi Pranayama, don't don't try to do too much. Don't try to overdo it. What it is is a really nice way to actually settle the body into a practice where you can be more sensitive to the breathing. So for those first five minutes, just... Let the breathing start to deepen itself um, without trying to overthink it or overdo it too much. And and the posture is also the breathing. So we're talking about the pranic pattern and the apanic pattern. And and probably the, the posture we're most familiar with when we've been sitting for a while is the apanic pattern. So I actually really want to pay close attention that we're trying to balance those two energies. So we're really sitting up tall. In fact, just feel the low back right now, just above your waistline. Um, if that's, uh, you feel the knobs of your vertebrae sticking out, um, tuliponic. You want that to be a valley. You want that to be nice and smooth. So if you need to sit up higher or sit in a chair, please give yourself permission. There's, a, there's nothing to gain by sitting in a way we think we should if it's eventually um, causing strain in the back or, or not permitting this. Neutrality, uh, And we'll get into reasons for why that's important. I think that's week three. Um, and then the second one, five minutes of the Veloma Pranayama. So it's the same pattern, same thing you will have been working on for five breaths. We just start to use our buttons and get a little bit more in tune with the energy stopping and starting of it, moving up and down the spine. And the, the one thing, using your fingers on the buttons can be really helpful just as a kinesthetic awareness tool. Um, what I'll suggest is the easiest way to do it is to sort of um, elbows out, and it turns into the supermodel pose. But this is very uponic. The back of the rib cage is really spread. The heart is collapsing, so it's really hard to keep the heart open. So keeping your fingers here and your elbows back a little bit, so that there's a little more energy in the, in the arms and they're not just hanging, is a good is a good practice. So that we're not restricting the breath up in the zone. And then the last thing is twelve counts of of this uh, gesture or seal of the pool. It's really a great way to go to bed at night, actually. And so the reason, part of the reason, we turn the palms down and we bring the feet together, is to separate it from shavasana and to separate it from going to sleep. It's it's not going to sleep. There's there's some gentle energy in the arms and the legs, so that we're not spacing out. Uh, are there any questions about the homework?
1: Uh, cool. a
2: like Sure, right. Uh, thank you. So one count would be uh, inhaling to the top, exhaling down, pausing, drawing the belly down towards the spine, releasing it, coming up. The full rest breath, so inhaling up exhaling down no pool, inhaling up again, that's one count, that's one set or one round or one count. And so we do that 12 times. And so between each breath where you actually draw the belly back towards the spine, you give yourself a full rest breath. So it's not, we're not trying to aggravate or agitate the nervous system, it's smoothing it out.
1: So after you rise the pull back up, it's the
2: short exhale, the inhale full exhale, full, and then another round. So it's, uh, we exhale down, make the pool, uh, come up a little, finish that inhale, and then we do a full Full exhale, exhale, just a regular one, a full inhale, that's the rest breath, and then the next round begins, and we come down. So there will be one exhalation where you do a pool, and then the next exhalation there will be no pool, and then the next one will be poor. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. I mean you won't be completely empty of air, but the feeling is that yeah. the exhalation is really finishing. Thank you for your for your focus and your practice tonight.